From Astoria to the Rockaways, it's time for the Queen's New Yorker. And here is the man giving you all the info, your uber snazzy and jazzy host, Mr. Jason D'Antonio! Yes! Thank you! Ah, oh, thank you, Jason Kelly. Whoa, what a group! Oh, you beat it! <laughs> thank you! Oh, wow! Yeah! Whoa! Hoo, hoo, Yeah, they're all going crazy. <laughs> oh! Oh, there goes the microphone. Thank you so much, folks. Ah! Oh. We are delighted to have you with us here for another edition of the Queen's New Yorker. It is Saturday, February 29th, 2020, or 2020 as we like to call it. And I'm feeling a lot better. So once again, give it up for the great support. Yes. Yes. Here we're going. Oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I like to see. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Great applause, great crowd. Ah, oh. very nice. Ah, thank you so much again, folks, for your continued support uh, through my time of uh, not feeling too well. I had lost my voice a couple, uh, you know, last three days, and it's finally coming back. You know, it's still got a little more hoarseness, but we're getting there. We're getting to a point now where I'm clearing up. Still a little congested, but not so bad. You know, it's the, it's the change in the weather down here. That's what the thing is, is, well, the Florida winters here are rough because we have the up and down temperature change, and... That can cause a lot of people to get sick. No, there's no coronavirus, so don't go spreading rumors that Jason had the coronavirus. You know, I, I'll tell you right now, you want to say stupid, stupid things like that, I can, I can have you sued for it, you know, because that's libel. Yeah. <laughs> and we know there are a lot of people out there that like to make up stupid rumors. So you know what? Don't even go there, okay? In the meantime, focus on the positivity of the group and the fact that we are doing wonderfully with the channel. I, I can't tell you 25 more views, folks. I'm going to be on camera again because last episode, 22 views, 18 comments, and they were all great. Thank you so much because we gained more subs. We went from 373 to now we are close to 400. We are at 394 subs, 2,475 total views. Once again, give yourself a round of applause for it. Yes. Yes. Oh. You are terrific, folks. This is all you. I don't take any credit for it. Tell you. Yes. Bravo. Bravo. Very nice. So, 
You know, I, I look at it this way and, and say to myself, what do we have to do to keep growing? Well, the thing is, please tell everybody about the show. That's the way to do it. And once you do that, you will be able to um, definitely gain loyal and uh, loyal friend and true status, like Bob Barker always used to say on The Price is Right. So I think we can accommodate everybody that way and give you just great, tremendous support in the show. Well, today I'm going to cover Bayside. We moved out of Long Island City and into Bayside, where I found two great parks that deserve a lot of attention here on episode 58, and they're going to get a lot of attention. The first one is Alley Pond Park, okay? And the second one is uh, Croc Heron Park, or Crotch Heron Park, or we call it Croc Heron Park. <laughs> Either way, I mean, you're going to call it Crotch, you're going to call it Croc. I, I don't know. <laughs> But there are two great famous parks in the town of in the neighborhood of, of Bayside. And that's what we're going to be covering today on episode 58. So we moved, uh, you know, Long Island City was great, has a lot to offer as far as parks and recreation and great buildings, as you can tell. And we're going to move on. We, 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 we thought Sunnyside was going to have some stuff to cover, but it didn't. Maybe there's something left in there to, to cover back. We'll see. There's lots, though, to cover in, in, in Bayside, and we're going to do that today. All right, so let's start off with Alley Pond Park. It is the second largest public park in Queens. Can you believe that? It's occupying 655.3 acres of land. Wow. And the park is bordered to the east by Douglaston, to the west by Bayside, to the north by Little Neck Bay, and to the south by Union Turnpike. Cross Island Parkway travels north to south through the park, and while the Long Island Expressway and Grand Central Parkway travel east to west through the park, the park primarily consists of woodlands south of the Long Island Expressway and meadowlands north of the Eat Expressway. It is run and operated by the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation. Now, Alley Pond Park was mostly acquired and cleared by the city in 1929, as authorized by a resolution of the New York City Board of Estimate in 1927. The park contains the Queen's Giant, which is an old tulip poplar that is the tallest carefully measured tree in New York City and probably the oldest living thing in the New York metropolitan, Avenue, uh, metropolitan area. The Alley Pond Environmental Center with a library, museum, and animal exhibits is located in the northern part of the park on the south side of Northern Boulevard. The park occupies part of a terminal moraine, a ridge of sand and rock that was formerly formed by a glacier 15,000 years ago at the southern terminus of the Laurentide Ice Sheet. Boulders dropped by the glaciers on the hillsides of the southern end of the park still remain, as do scattered kettle ponds formed by melting ice. The valley features both fresh water draining into the valley from the hills and bubbling up from natural springs and salt water from Little Neck Bay. This promotes eco-diversity with fresh water and saltwater wetlands, tidal flats, meadows, and forests accommodating abundant bird life. Now, 
What is now Alley Pond Park Park was once home to the Matencock, who harvested shellfish from Little Neck Bay. The English began to colonize the area by the 1630s when Charles I granted Thomas Foster 600 acres, on which he built a stone cottage near what is now Northern Boulevard. Mills were built on Alley Creek by Englishmen Thomas Hicks and James Hedges, while other colonists used the valley as a route to Brooklyn, the Hempstead Plains, and the Manhattan Ferries. George Washington is thought to have used this route for his 1790 tour of Long Island. The valley's usage as a passage, or perhaps its shape, may ultimately account for its name in any case, and an 18th century commercial and manufacturing center there became known as the Alley. Despite the center and light industrial uses that dated back to Hicks and Hedges Mills, the area remained agricultural and largely unspoiled into the 20th century. In 1908, as motorists sought attractive areas for expeditions, William Kassam Vanderbilt built his privately run Long Island Motor Parkway through the area in 1908. And by the 20s, 1920s, automobiles were proliferating faster, and so were people, as the population of Queens doubled during that decade. With Open space becoming less plentiful, the city of New York began setting aside land for parks and it acquired the alley site for this purpose on June 24th of 1929. Later that year, the Parks Department expanded the park into 330 newly acquired acres surrounding the alley and removed some older structures. After this acquisition had been approved, Mayor James J. Walker declared that there is no better site in Queens. In 1935, the park officially opened with ceremony attended by Mayor Fiorello H. LaGuardia and Parks Commissioner Robert Moses. At opening, the park had 26 acres of new playing fields, the Alley Pond Park Natural Trail, which was the city's first of its kind, a 23-acre bird sanctuary, bridal paths, tennis court, picnic areas, and a 200-space parking lot. Wow. The Parks Department added 2.5-miles bicycle path in 1937, having acquired and converted Vanderbilt's Parkway. It ran in west into Cunningham Park as part of the 40 miles of the Brooklyn-Queens Greenway from Bayside to Prospect Park and Coney Island. And since the 1930s, the Parks Department acted with more zeal for recreation than for conservation, which was the other purpose of parks. The department filled in much of the valley's march, marshlands to construct recreational facilities and roads, namely the Long Island Expressway and the Cross Island Parkway. By 1974, the department and city had begun to make the environment a higher priority, creating the wetlands reclamation project to rehabilitate the park's natural wetlands. <clears throat> Excuse me. In 1976, the Alley Pond Environmental Center opened with a mission of educational and ecological education. For conservation purposes, the city acquired over $10.9 million worth of new land for the park. And in 1993, almost $1 million was spent to restore the picnic grove, renovate two stone buildings, and can reconstruct the playground and soccer field. 
2017, Alley Pond Park 17-year-old African tortoise Millennium was stolen from the park. And a police investigation in which the thief returned the tortoise, he apparently had traded the 100-pound reptile for a musk turtle in Connecticut, transporting the tortoise via public transportation. Now, this Queens giant, also known as the Alley Pond giant, is an old tulip poplar that is located in Alley Pond Park, being the tallest carefully measured tree in New York City. And it might also be the oldest living thing in the New York metropolitan area. As of 2005, the tree measured 133.8 feet tall and is probably 350 to 400 years old. The Queen's Giant is hidden within a grove, barely visible from westbound Interstate 495. The tree is near the Douglaston Plaza Mall and is accessible by foot from Ellie Pond Park. There are no signs to it but it can be viewed in an urban park ranger tour. Now, the Queen's Giant is surrounded by a metal fence on all sides to protect it, and a hill and a sign describing the tree stand in front of it. A tree in Staten Island known as the Clove Lake Colossus has a more massive trunk, but it is only 119 feet tall. And that is a look at Alley Pond Park. And now we go to Croc Heron Park or Crotchhern Park, Crotchhern Park. And if we run out of time here, we'll, of course, pick up with part two of it and move into the next thing. Now, Crotchhern Park is a public park situated at 214th Street and 35th Avenue in Bayside, Queens, New York City. Before becoming a park, the area facing Little Neck Bay was the summer hotel called the Cochrane House, which stood for nearly half a century. The building resembled an Italian villa and included a square tower at one corner, large windows, and a broad piazza facing the water. This hotel, prior to its destruction, drew attention around 1868. This was when Joseph Cochran purchased Brown's Bayside House, enlarged it, and turned it into a watering hole for politicians, theatrical people, and financiers. Furthermore, this hotel included festivals and seafood din dinners. This place also became a magnet for a criminal named William Marcy Boss Tweed, the notorious Tammany Hall, Tammany Hall leader, who hid there following his escape in 1875. Boss Tweed had escaped to this place from the Ludlow Street Debtors Jail in December of 1875, and it was said that Tweed, while heading for Spain, embarked to Cuba abroad a schooner brought to anchor in the bay by his friends. All right, folks. Well, we'll have to continue on part two on Tuesday. But if the 25 views that you have put in uh, come up, then episode 59 will be the episode to thank everyone for 2,500 views. Thank you again for joining us here today on this gorgeous weekend here in Central Florida. But I hope up in New York you're staying warm, keeping well covered and well doing. And that, remember, folks, be honest, be real, keep it simple, stupid, kiss, and don't settle for being a nut monkey. You know you can be better than that. Thank you again for joining me here on the Queens New Yorker. I'm Jason DiCanio.
Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. You have been watching The Queen's New Yorker. This is Jason Kelly on a Jason DeCanio internet presentation. Thank you for your support. Thank you.